Anyone else?
been a while since we sung this one, but we will go ahead and read it. Now we have it here. Usually we sing it with Kayla too. That's measured by the smallest mustard seed. Our mountains will be mastered by the master of our needs. We have had a child like faith, he said, he'll do the greatest thing. sick to raise the dead is a miracle in me I have never seen the thousands fed or the blind made to see I have never watched him raise the dead but I know that he lifted me
when you and I got saved, there was a miracle made at work in our lives. There's just no possible way to explain it any other way than that miracle that took place. When that miracle took place, there were some promises made to us out of the Word of God. And I'll tell you, um, we ought to hold to them and realize them. And if we do that, it's like I was saying this morning, you know, uh, we will, it just will be a difference in our lives. And, and I can tell you tonight, church, um, one of the things that I have been praying is not just that uh, God would uh, work in our lives, but to work in my life and, and give me back my joy stronger than I've had. And I've been rejoicing and I've been glad and I've enjoyed the preaching and, and I know I've been the one doing it, but I'm telling you, it makes a difference for me whenever I can open up the word of God and it just seems like it just pours and um, sometimes I have so many scriptures, I can't use them all, but I got enough to get the job done. I mean, it's one of those things there and I, I just, I was praying this morning that God would just help me. Uh, to really get focused on him, that he would be first, he would be foremost, uh, most important, you know, and we wouldn't get distracted, and I, I just, you know, distractions is out there every day, but can I tell you, uh, if we would push aside the distractions and focus on the Lord, we would be better off, you know that, uh, churches would be packed, and uh, It'd just be different. I heard a minister say that he believes, and uh, Brother Gary, it makes me kind of think think of uh, what you've told me about another pastor one time, but he said that he, he would have a hard time, uh, but he believes probably only about 5% of the people going to church today are actually saved because of the way their lives are. And you know, I would, I would say, boy, that just seems like an awful low number. But, but you know what? To be honest, you stop to think about it. How many folks going to church are really going to church rather than just going to the building? I mean, how, how many of them realize who they can be as opposed to who they are? And do we even realize that? And I, I can tell you that uh, the Bible tells us iron sharpeneth iron. And if anything, I, this, this, uh, this pastor that we've been listening to, Ned have found, he, he's an old time, and, and he doesn't preach. It's not fireball. I mean, he's not standing up there pounding the pulpit. And run, but he just starts talking to you out of the word, and the next thing you know, you're just, you're just mind boggled. And, and you have to sit there and ask yourself the questions like he's asking them and then to hear what he's saying to his own congregation. And they're just packed all around him. It's a small room. But can I tell you, church, the Bible told us that if Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men into myself. And that did not mean only on the cross. Everybody says, well, that means on the cross, and now he's going to draw people for salvation. That is true. Without it, we would not have a hope. But if you and I lift up Jesus... We're drawing men unto him. We're drawing folks to him. When we lift him up, but in order for us to lift him up, we have to be lifted up in him. Amen. 
So tonight I'm going to talk to you about protected and blessed. We are protected and we are blessed. But don't get protection confused with nothing never bad can ever happen to me. That's not what it means. It just means the devil can't go no further than God allows him. The enemy cannot go any further than God allows him. Nothing can happen to you any worse than what God allows it, even in your own life. You stop to think about that. Stand with us. Open to the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter. Exodus chapter 12. We'll get started there. Uh, reading uh, here just verse 23 for, for our time's sake. It says this, For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. Now, we're, we're, um, we're in the plagues. Think, thinking about things that happen. But anyways, the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel, and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door. And I will not suffer the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. Father, this evening I thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. And I thank you, dear God, for your love. And just ask you to help us tonight to do that which you'd have us to do, to say what you'd have us to say. Father, to be what you'd have us to be. And we'll give you glory, Father, tonight in the precious name of Jesus. And amen. And amen. You may be seated this evening. I, I tell you, um, I, I was looking at the word suffer. In reading the scriptures where the word suffer is found is, is in, in there. I, don't, I can't remember. It may have been 96 times. Uh, but going through the verses, this was the first verse that, when I looked at it, I, I just looked at it, and I, I had to stop and reread it a few times. And when you start to think about this, there was so much in there. First off, they said, for the Lord will pass through. God is moving, not stationary. But then it says, to smite the Egyptians. God is always protecting us by fighting our enemies for us. Now remember, the Bible says that God told the children of Israel that he would go before them. It's not that they don't have to fight any time. It's just to know this, that when God says, let's go to battle, God's already going to battle. He's, he's out there in front of us. We're not going out there by ourselves unless we do like Enoch. Achan doesn't and go hide some sin in our tent there, then we're going on our own there. But if God's telling us to go and we're going according to the plan of God, God is going before us. I thought about that first off. But here's the deal. God is also telling us how to live because if we don't live the right way, there's coming that judgment. He's going to smite the Egyptians. They reject God they curse God they don't believe in God they persecute and kill the children of God I mean they're the enemy but there's a greater enemy or a greater I would say this there's a, a greater one to be afraid of he says and when he seeth the blood un, upon the lintel and upon the two doorposts so they had to take the blood of the lamb there's a lot right there 
Jesus is our lamb. His blood is what protects me from the destroyer. His blood is what protects me from death. For death is not the body dying. Death is eternity in hell. That's real death. Separation from God. It, that, that's the real death. Is If you are no longer in the presence of God, no longer uh, being reached by the, the strength and the power and the comforting of God, can I just tell you the rich man could see Lazarus and all of his comfort and everything that was there, but he couldn't feel one thing of what he could see. But God, through the blood of Jesus, protects us from that. That's great. I didn't mean to hang that long here, but I'm just telling you, when you break the verse down, there's a lot to be seen in one verse of Scripture about what God does for you and I because of how much God loves you and I. It's not no mistake. God didn't wake up one morning and look out and say, I've got nobody else to choose from, Ernie, so I just think I'll choose you today. God had looked ahead in time and saw me and said, Ernie, you're chosen. And, and there's something else to be said about there, There's some scripture in there I'll get to in a minute if the Lord allows. So you can seize the blood, he will pass and go on there. But it's got to be properly applied. Do you realize that there is a lot of folks, and, and this is kind of where you can get down there to think about the percentage numbers in the church, how many people are really born-again believers, followers of Jesus Christ, how many really have accepted the Lord, and I mean are, are right what they ought to be, and, and, and he said, he said the, the blood has to be applied to the lintel, to the top, and to the sides. It has to be over you and beside you. Think about that for just a second. How was Jesus crucified? He had the crown of thorns, the piercing of the hands and the feet, but he was pierced through the side. The blood was coming out, and, and if you stop to think about this, there was three places there. And we think about this, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Or how about the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost? However you want to look at it, it's there. It's all attached to this. When God sees himself, he passes by. Because Jesus is God in the flesh. The blood of Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Everybody in the house was protected. But, but here's the deal. Had the blood only been put over here, it wouldn't have been the way that God asked for it to be. We're trying to go through life a lot of times with the blood over here. It's not covering us. It's just somewheres around us. Remember what Jesus said. These people do draw nigh to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The blood is over here. Maybe the blood's up here, but it's not here and here. We have to do it God's way, church. That's the right way. That's the good way, the old path. Going on, he said, the Lord will pass over the door. And I and look at this, and will not suffer the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. 
The old song says, when I see the blood, I will pass, I will pass over you. The blood, the precious blood. I mean, it's all in this that, that we see this tonight. And I'm just, I was reading that and I thought to myself, when God sees the blood of Christ applied to my life, to my heart, and when God sees the blood, the destroyer has to pass by me. It can't have me. Death cannot have me, as he said in Corinthians. Because the blood is there. In Psalms 55 and verse 22, it says, Cast thy burdens upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Now, I, I, I'll be honest with you. If, you. if you think about that a little bit, I thought, well, we're statuettes. But remember what Jesus said, or what they said in, brother, in Corinthians? Be a steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. When we put our faith and our trust there, God sustains us. He's able to hold us. He's able to keep us from falling. He's, he's there to protect us. He, he's not going, hey, it's kind of like this. If we will hold ourselves in the Lord, cast all of our burdens, he is our sustainer. He's better than buttermilk and biscuits. You know, some people like it. I don't, but. Old folks, cornbread and buttermilk. Can't beat it. I sure hope I can. I ain't going to eat it. Biscuits and gravy. Eggs and sausage. I mean, you just stop to think about it. But God holds us. He's our stationary. When God... If you think about it this way, if you stand still in the presence of God, the devil comes and we're like the house that was founded upon the rock. The winds may blow, the rain may come, but the house upon the rocks, what? Stood firm. So those that cast their burdens upon the Lord, those that trust in him, you suffer them not to be moved. Then go over to the book of Psalms, 121st chapter. My notes, I should have marked this out, but I didn't. I said read the whole chapter. It's just five verses, I believe. Six verses. Nope, that's 28. 25. Five verses, I Psalms 120, excuse me, 121 is eight verses. I, 121, read all verses. Okay. Verse 1, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and the earth, or heaven and earth. He will not, now look at this, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. I, I, I love that right there because, see, the God who holds and sustains me does not sleep. He doesn't get distracted like you and I do. I was telling Sister Barbara this afternoon, there, there's so many times when I, I, I know it's time to, I need to study and I get out my Bible and, and I'll start to read and I just, I can't hold my eyes open. 
I'll get on my on my MacBook and open up my King James Pure Bible app and, and I'll I'll search a word and, and I'll I'll have all the verses right there and I'll start to read and and can't hold my eyes open. I'm telling you, brother. But I guess the good news is if you fall asleep reading your word, you fall asleep doing something good. But God doesn't fall asleep on us. It's amazing to me how quickly we slumber when it comes to God. I'm, I'm too tired. I've done too much already. I don't have time. I do what I want, but then when I'm done doing what I want, I'm tired. I'm asleep. But my God who... Is my help. He's my refuge. He's my strength. He never slumbers. He goes, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee for all, from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Church, the body's going to suffer. But when the soul is belonging to God, the soul will not suffer. You think about that. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and forevermore. I'm glad to know if I follow him, he takes care of me. Now there's a few more that I've got in here and I'll skip these because I want to get down here. To blessed. I, I want you don't have to turn to all of these and, and don't try to keep up with me in turning to them. If you want to write them down, go ahead. I'll read a few of what I've got. Psalms 1 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. If you want to be blessed, you've got to separate yourself. And there's nothing wrong with being separate. The Bible says, come out and be you separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my children. You think about that one for a second. Ye shall be my sons. 32 and 1. Blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sins is covered. Remember the mantle? Side top, side covered. Blessed if your sins are covered. Blessed if your transgressions are forgiven. Then, then this one here, 33 verse 12, church here. You want to know why we are where we're at today? I'll tell you, right here's the verse. We are the opposite of this verse. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people he hath chosen for his own inheritance. And yet, Here's the deal. God has chosen, and I'll get to this in a minute, but God has chosen, but we refuse. Started with the principles that could have been 
awesome, could have had a, a, in my opinion, could have had an awesome godly nation. We wouldn't have all agreed on everything. But could you imagine this? We all always look back to this. Had God not put us where we're at, we would not have the freedom to do what we've done. Had God not protected us through all the battles, we would not be free to do what we're done. And it's kind of like, uh, thinking about this, talking about brothers, uh, uh, Chris Jarvis this afternoon was once preaching in Laos, but because his teachings conflicted with their religion, kicked out and now has to do in Thailand. Hey, church, who wants to get in our land? The Chinese communists do not believe in God. No way, no how. And may I tell you something? They build an allies with Russia, and Russia does not believe in God. We're in a place that we don't we don't even think about this anymore. We're too far from that, that area there. Can I tell you? We're not so far from captivity. The Bible talks about the nation that forgets God. Hey, they're going to find it's harder than they ever realized it could be. And here it is. The nation whose God is the Lord, they're going to be blessed. Church, our nation's God is not God any longer. It's self-righteousness. And even the preachers preach self-righteousness. You say, well, Brother Ernie, why you, what, they don't tell you about your sins? You can be a homosexual and not only be right in God's eyes and their opinion, but you can pastor the church. You can live in fornication. Doesn't matter. You'll be all right. My Bible don't teach none of that. But can I tell you, those are the ones we pick on a lot, but they're not the only ones. We can't live in deceit, half-truths. We can't live professing God one day, denying him the next day. We cannot be those that draw nigh him our lips, but our hearts is far from. We're not going to be blessed if we're not living according to the will and the plan and the purpose that God has laid out in his scriptures, not my thoughts, his. So blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Psalms 34, 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. 37, 26, he is ever merciful, talking about God, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Then jump down there, if you would, to Psalms chapter 65. Again, talking about blessings. Look at this real briefly here. And we got a good, good reference. It says, Praise waited for thee in verse 1, O God. In Zion and unto thee shall the vows be performed. Church, we need to do what we say we'll do. That, that right there is probably the big hindrance in a lot of places, in a lot of Christian lives. We vow to God to do something, but we will not do it. Or we only momentarily do it, or we only partially do it, or we only sometimes do it, but we won't always do it. 
it's kind of like that time we just wait around and we expect God to always be faithful to us, but we don't have to be faithful to God. Don't understand that, do we? The way we live our lives. He said, Oh, that thou hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Iniquity prevail against me. As for our transgressions, they shall purge them away, or thou shalt purge them away. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. I thought about that. It struck me. The children of Israel hearing these words, understanding two things about this. God chose Jesus for you and I. But then God chose us. God calls us. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But look what he said in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Look at the first few words. But ye are a chosen generation. Blessed is he whom God has chosen. And yet God told us that we are a chosen generation. You and I do not have the opportunity to be more blessed than we ever thought we could be blessed if we just put our trust and our faith in the Lord. Keep going down. Like I said, don't, you don't have to try to. I've got so many of these. I've got more than I'll use. But a couple more out of Psalms before we get to Matthew, Proverbs, Jeremiah even. It said Psalms 84 verse 5. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, and whose heart are the ways of them. O Lord of hosts, verse 12, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. 89, 15, blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. I'm telling you, when you hear the voice of God, you hear the word of God, you hear the spirit of God, you're blessed. Why? Because God's speaking to you. You and I tonight don't understand sometimes, but do you realize it's not just the preacher that speaks. Sometimes I can sit there and I can hear, just as, uh, just as if you're sitting before me, I can hear somebody talking to me and say, well, you're crazy. No, I think the spirit of God talks to the children of God and he tells us things. I'm not crazy. I'm not hearing voices. I'm hearing the voice. And God will begin to deal with me in Scripture. 128 and 1 blesses everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. Proverbs 8.32 Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Proverbs 20, verse 7, The just man walketh in his, in, in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. I, I thought about this, Brother Geary. 
for us as parents and grandparents. So, so if we walk according to the word of the Lord, we walk according to the will of God, we walk in accordance to the integrity of God, and he said the just man walketh in his integrity, he is sincere, then, then there's a promise given to you and I if we will earnestly, honestly follow the Lord. Look at what he said. Blessed is the man, bless, excuse me, blessed. I done lost it. But his children, the just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Our children. Then we know all the blessings in the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, right? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake. For theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are ye when men shall rival you and persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. These are blessings, not curses. You and I are blessed in having a relationship with God. Jeremiah 17, 7, and then I'll read one more verse out of the book of Luke. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. See, all these blessings that we have are based upon the one simple principle that without God we are not blessed. Without God we have no hope. Without God it's not going to work out. Without God it's going to come to an end. But with God, the blessings of God are yours and mine. The protection of God belongs to you and me. It all happens from this. In Luke 24, verse 46, and it said, And he said unto them, Thus it is written, And thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. You and I have been protected and we have been blessed because that Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross for you and me. And if you look at the next verse, verse 47 of this, and go back and I'll start again. He said in verse 46, Luke chapter 24, 46. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. 
and ye are the witness of these things. And behold, I send you the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. To you and I tonight, that means that we need to tarry in the altar of prayer until the Lord moves. You think about it this evening. Tarry in the security of the Word of God. Tarry in, in the understanding of the preaching. Tarry in, in the praise and the worship that we have. It, it, we're not going to stay in one place any longer as they were told because the Holy Ghost hadn't come yet. We find in Acts it comes according to the will of God, the plan of God. But, but listen, it's, it was Christ who suffered for our sins so that you and I could repent and receive remission. And we do so through the hearing of the gospel. And I will just say this. I've been blessed to not only hear the word of God, but to read the word of God, to preach the word of God, and to see the benefits of living the word of God. This old flesh will suffer, but my soul and your soul in the hands of God is protected for all eternity. That's a big blessing, church. Would you stand with us this evening? Father, tonight again we are thankful. We are grateful, dear God, for your love and mercy. Thankful, Father, to be in your house for each and every one who's here. God, asking you to help us tonight, keep us safe as we go home. But Lord, I pray that the safety we have will be that of salvation, that of knowledge of our Lord and Savior not only is alive, but alive and well in us. Lord, I ask you this evening, speak to every heart, every soul. May we all respond to thee with the affirmative of, yes, Lord, I will follow. And then may we keep our vow, dear God, to follow you all the days of our life. For this we ask and we pray, Father, this evening. Jesus' holy name, and amen, amen. Anything on anybody's heart this evening before that we dismiss?